Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here, we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey, thought thinkers, welcome to season three, The Unreality, episode three, Uncomfortable. Hmm. I'm rolling up my sleeves as I speak because this episode actually made me uncomfortable because as you guys know, I am afraid of everything and I like to believe that I have courage And even in my fears, I still do the thing. So I have some papers in front of me. So if you guys start hearing rattling, that's papers. Because in today's episode, I want to teach us all something and unpack some of the toxic behaviors that we have about being uncomfortable. So I looked up the word uncomfortable. What does feeling uncomfortable mean? If you are uncomfortable, you are slightly worried or embarrassed and not relaxed and confident, causing or feeling slight pain or physical discomfort. And my favorite, causing or feeling unease or awkwardness. You know how like when you go into a party and you have social anxiety and there's too many people there and it makes you uncomfortable. Every day of our lives, there is something that makes most of us feel uncomfortable. So I kind of want to unpack what that means and share some things that I've learned along the way about feeling uncomfortable. I had decided on this topic a few weeks ago when I first decided on season three, the unreality. I had decided to choose a bunch of unwords. And I was watching Issa Rae have an interview with Regina King, and I heard her say, your comfort zone is where dreams go to die. And I was like, hmm, your comfort zone, right? Your comfort zone is where you are most comfortable, but your comfort zone also leaves you stagnant because comfort usually means that you are all right in the position that you are. And I thought about that, right? Because that could be contentment. And I believe that being content is also okay. But uncomfortable and comfortability, you know when you are uncomfortable. You know when you are not content with a thing, but you are convincing yourself that you are content because the very thing that you aspire for or want to do makes you uncomfortable, right? And so I just believe that some of our uncomfortability are things that most of us have been taught. So we have to unlearn some of these traits and that's okay. Because I also believe that being uncomfortable can be a good thing, right? It lets you know that you need to make a decision it's oftentimes devised in your a feeling in your gut to protect yourself. It activates your fight or flight response, right? So then I looked that word up because 
I also believe in looking words up because I believe that we think we know what something means, right? Just because we use words every day in the society. And then when you look them up, you are shocked that it means none of what you thought it means. I experienced that first when I looked up the word humble, and that's how I decided that I wasn't humble, and I did an episode as it relates to that. But when I looked up the fight or flight response that most of us have, it's a survival mechanism which enables us to react quickly when our life is in danger. These hormonal changes are physiological responses that occur in the body to help us run away to safety as quickly as possible or have the strength to fight against the threat. You see that? In that moment, you are uncomfortable and you have to make a decision that says, whether or not you're going to run away or whether or not you are going to fight. And that feeling of uncomfortability is also a survival tool, right? In that moment, your body is telling you that you are in a position to make a decision and you get a choice, right? You get a choice if you're going to be content, false contentment, right? Because you're not really content. You're just accepting contentment because you are afraid to go through the thing because the other side of the thing that you cannot see makes you more afraid of where you are in this moment. Does that make sense? So I'm going to share with you guys some things that make me uncomfortable. First of all, everything. I know I seem strong to people. I know I seem strong in my convictions and in my principles, but whether people know this or not, I am always in a state of being uncomfortable. But because I am a principled person and I believe that I have character and character is the decisions you make over time, they shape you, right? So I am comfortable in the space of being uncomfortable if that makes sense. I am okay standing alone in my own thoughts, in my own ideas, in my own beliefs. I am okay standing alone. I'm okay standing in a world that is known as Marshall. And even though I am okay standing in that, it still makes me uncomfortable because I oftentimes have to fight for the peace that I choose to have for myself. And then there are times that I understand that some of my uncomfortability is because like the rest of you, I am afraid of the other side. And oftentimes when you get to the other side, it wasn't that big of a deal. I experienced this first when I met, I had to meet with a financial advisor. I'm going to give him a shout out. His name is Rich Maisley of Morgan Stanley. And he walked me through my financial health. And at first I was avoiding meeting with him because I decided in my own head that I didn't have that much and that I didn't need to meet with someone to discuss the nothingness that I had. First of all, this is self-deprecating because it's not even the truth. I have worked really hard to dig myself out of debt, to save money, to invest, and I should be very proud of myself. 
I am not wealthy or rich. However, I have a nest egg. And I do, I have learned from Rich that those who do not have should be meeting with a financial planner because you want to make sure that the little that you do have can do the most for you as you near retirement, when thinking about your children, when thinking about life insurance, when thinking about traveling, when thinking about how much liquidity you want to have. And I went through all of that with Rich. And at the end, I felt the sense of, whoo, because I was like, what was I afraid of, right? I think I was afraid of walking into spaces that I thought I had no business being in. And now I'm learning that there's no such space. I belong in every space the world has to offer. And another time, I'm giving you some simple times that I felt uncomfortable. Because I also have some things that have made me uncomfortable that are big and overwhelming. But I kind of want to walk you through those things that, you know, that little knot in your stomach that happens every day, that's you feeling uncomfortable. And oftentimes in that space, people become defensive, right? Because it is easier to defend your comfort zone than it is to make yourself naked to the newness that is just over yonder. So I went on a trip with my girlfriends. Hey, Jen. Hey, Bev. We went to Chicago. We had an incredible time. It's no secret that I like to dress up. I like to wear flowers in my hair. I'm kind of feminine, ghetto. I'm all these, I fit in all different kinds of boxes, right? So these heifers wanted to go on something called the, I think it's called the Sky Deck. Yeah, the Sky Deck Chicago, where you are up 102 feet, 103 stories high. And then when you get to the 103 stories, you go out on some glass enclosure and that overlooks the city of Chicago. And the bottom is also glass. So these heifers got me to say that I would go on this stupid glass enclosure and I told them that I would do it if they would dress up and wear shoes. In hindsight, this deal ain't even fair. But also, one of the things that is attached to my character is that I do what I say I'm going to do. Everything I say out loud that I'm going to do, I do. And I know that about myself. So when I am afraid I'm having an internal dialogue with myself deciding if I am going to go ahead and just do the damn thing. So when I saw on the trip, we're having fun, we're doing so many things because Jen is one of the best um, event curators in New York City. Check out Just Life NYC on Instagram. So she has us doing all these things. We are going to pop-up shops. We are going to pumpkin patches. We are at the Sky Deck. We are at the museum. We are at women ex exhibits. We are at parks. We are everywhere just having us girls in the city of Chicago experience. So when these, I want to call them bitches, put on their shoes, I'm like, pull out their shoes. I realized that I really got to go on this sky deck. Y'all, I'm good at faking it. Because as we go up this elevator, I'm like, what the hell did I just do? I am afraid of heights. 
I am afraid of damn near everything. And here I am standing in the conviction. Now I'm feeling stupid because I'm like, girl, if you don't just renege and know that you're scared. So we're waiting on this long ass line. I didn't know the line was going to be this freaking long. I thought we were going to go up the elevator, go in the thing and leave. They only give you 60 seconds to stand in the thing. I'm all right with that. So I'm all right. I, you know, the crazy thing about being uncomfortable is that on this line, I see people going into the sky deck, standing on the glass. No one is falling. Everyone is safe. So what is it that has me so afraid? What is it that has us afraid of things that we see other people experiencing safely? And I realize it's our own perception of things, right? Our own perception of things, our own traumas, our childhood, what other people have put on us. So two more people in front of us. I'm like, okay, somebody proposes to someone. We're all, yay, clapping, I'm excited. But it's, I can't really express the type of excitement that I really want to share because I'm like, we next and what the fuck? When you are as afraid of everything as I am, you often have a lot of internal dialogue. And those who are in fear usually think more. Those who are not afraid usually make decisions with their heart. And those of us who are afraid make decisions with our mind. So I am thinking about what's the best way for me to navigate this shit. So just before it's our turn, Jen is coming up with ways in, for us to take pictures, to get the best pictures with our limited amount of time that they give you in this place. So I come up with how I am going to make this shit work for me. I turn around. I close my eyes. I walk backwards into the sky deck. I do not look down. Thanks to Jen coming up with poses before we walk in, I already know my role. I sit down, we take the picture, we stand up, we take the picture. Everybody thinks that I've looked around, looked down, looked out. I have not. I have my eyes. I got big ass eyes. So I got them half open, half closed. I never told nobody. I didn't tell nobody I was scared. I did the damn thing. I came out. I conquered. Hold up. I'm still uncomfortable because if you asked me to do it again, I would still be uncomfortable. Now I'm trying to figure out, bitch, what you feeling uncomfortable about? You conquered it. See, conquering something doesn't mean that you're not going to feel uncomfortable. It means that you have the ability to go through things and you will be all right. You don't have to like it. I still don't like heights. I never want to go on the Sky Deck Chicago again. Sky Deck, if you watch this, um, listen to this podcast, I have nothing against you. I wish all those who want to stand out on glass and overlook 103 stories, I wish them the best. I don't get it. I did it. I'm proud of myself, but I'm proud of myself, right? Because I have character, I have principle, and I keep my word, and I can always, and loyalty and trust and keeping your word are things that are important to me. So because I told my friends that that was what I was going to do, that is what I did. You know what I'm saying? So I thought about what is this thing, right? I've been uncomfortable also about religion. I think I shared this with you guys, right? Like, 
I grew up Christian, going to church. I believe in God. I believe in the Bible. I've read the Bible. I've read the Quran. I've read the Bhagavad Gita. I love religious texts. I still use it to this day. And I remember when I was in school and we had to read the Bible and some of these other religious texts as simply texts, right? Excuse me. And I realized that in church, it's a different type of read. Someone chooses a part of it and they give you a sermon or a speech based on the part that they want to. And we all get excited and feel the spirit about this one part. But most of the time, there's a before and there's an after, right? The Bible is like a pic. The, uh, the sermon that the preacher gives you is like a picture, right? He chooses one part. So we only see the picture. Most of us don't know what happened before the picture and what happened after the picture. But when I'm in school and I'm studying the Bible as text and doing research, I realized that some of the things that I had been taught as a child and some of what I am feeling now no longer aligned. So now what? I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling uncomfortable because I don't want to give up on the God that I have been raised to love, but I'm feeling uncomfortable about this book. I'm feeling uncomfortable about religion. I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm having what I call cognitive dissonance. And that's another word that I want to share with you guys, right? Cognitive dissonance is rejecting new information because the old information serves you in some way. So I looked the word up. And in psychology, cognitive dissonance occurs when a person holds contradictory beliefs, ideas, or values, and is typically experienced as a psychological stress when they participate in an action that goes against one or more of them. According to this theory, when two actions or ideas are not psychologically consistent with each other, people do all in their power to change them until they become consistent. This discomfort is triggered by the person's belief clashing with new information perceived, wherein, like me, they try to find a way to resolve the contradiction to reduce their discomfort. I tried to put my discomfort with religion in a box. I tried to convince myself that what I believe now, I did not really believe. I tried to think that I could believe two things. I tried to hold on to religion and to my new ideas because I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable of the idea of disappointing family, of disappointing God, of disappointing myself. And so I had to do some soul searching. And I realized, Marcel, you are okay standing in uncomfortability. There have been many times in my life where I have stood and been uncomfortable, and I am okay with that. I have had to cut off family members for the sake of my child. I have had to um, reject music people. I have had to reject men and friends and things and jobs and stand in my own truth. Because see, when you stand in your own truth, sometimes it is lonely. And even though you're doing the right thing, it can often be uncomfortable. So in my religious uncomfortability, I had to concede. I conceded that I no longer subscribe to religion, right? I still believe in God. 
And I believe in God because I feel God. God is not man, woman, or child to me. God simply is. I believe in God. I believe in the universe. I believe in energy. I believe that God lives in me. I believe in the yin and the yang. I believe in the good and the bad. I believe that I have power. I believe in the law of attraction. I believe of in manifesting. And I also believe that I don't know shit, right? So, because I also believe that some of our knowledge is, what, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that the truth is not even the truth, right? And the truth is not the truth because the truth changes with facts. So that initial feeling attached to my cognitive dissonance has also allowed me the freedom to be willing to change how I feel as I learn new information. And that's a big deal in the society that we live in, right? It's a big deal because so many of the things that are going on in the society, racism, patriarchy, colorism, most of these things people have been taught, but they don't want to unlearn them because they support who they are in this moment. And to change it makes them feel like they would be changed and everything that they knew before was wrong. And although that could be true, just over the other side lies a new perspective, lies freedom, lies the gift of standing in being uncomfortable and just doing the shit anyway. I'm tired of talking to you people. Bye.